not happy with, the, with God's provision in their life. Why? Because they forgot God's blessings. A couple more illustrations Psalm, from Psalm 106. You go on down through the, uh, the passage there, uh, beginning in verse 19 then. At Horeb, that's Mount Sinai, they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glorious God for an image of a bull which eats grass. They forgot the God who saved them, who had done great things for them in Egypt. So they, they grumbled and complained when they got to the Red Sea. They, they rejected God's provision of manna. And now you remember the story, and it's from uh, the, the book of Exodus, chapter 32, Here's Moses, and he's up on the mountain, and he's receiving uh, the Ten Commandments from, from God. And the people are waiting on Moses, and they're getting impatient. And so you remember the story, and let me just refresh your, your memory. Um, they're getting impatient that Moses is taking so long, so they go to Aaron, and they said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt... We don't know what's happened to him. And so you remember that they took off all their gold jewelry and all their earrings and, and necklaces and they gave it to Aaron. And while Moses is up getting God's law, the nation of Israel makes a golden calf and they begin to worship an idol. Why? Because they forgot about the God who had saved them. And so God, uh, again, judged, judged them very, very severely. You can read about it in Exodus chapter 32, verse, verse 35. And so the nation of Israel, they rebelled by the sea. They complained about the manna and rebelled in, in ungratefulness to God. They got impatient with Moses when he was getting the Ten Commandments and they Create and fashion a golden calf to worship. Well, the psalm goes on to describe um, lots of other illustrations of how far Israel got away from God. And uh, we, won't, we won't take time to look at it, but, but just to kind of peruse it, that Israel begins then to actually worship the foreign gods that were in the, in the land. Um, Verse 34, they did not destroy the peoples as the Lord had commanded them. Now, we just went through the book of Joshua. They destroyed most of the Canaanites. They did not destroy all of them. And so that Canaanite uh, influence was still in, in the promised land. And what happened is rather than Israel influencing them, the Canaanites, the Canaanites influenced God's people. It says they mingled with the nations and adopted their customs. They worshiped their idols, which became a snare to them. Verse 37, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to false gods. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. One of the Canaanite gods was Molech. And the practice of worshiping the god of Molech was that it was that of infant child sacrifice. They would actually take their newborn baby, the Canaanite worship, and would sacrifice their child to the god Molech. 
That's part of the reason God said, I want you to totally destroy the Canaanites. And so Israel, rather than being a light and influencing the Canaanites, allowed their culture to influence them. Why? Because they forgot God. In spite of all that, God was faithful to them. In spite of all that, God showed his grace to them. It goes on to say many times, verse 43, many times he delivered them, but they were bent on rebellion and they wasted away in their sin. He took note of their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and out of his great love, he relented. He caused all who held them captive to show them mercy. In spite of all that, in spite of Israel's rebellion, God was merciful to them. And God delivered them from captivity and brought them back to the land. And so as we think about this, the, the problem that we've looked at is Israel's tendency to forget God, who he is, and what he's done. Author and evangelist Ron Hutchcraft writes this about this tendency to forget. He writes, we're all prone to quickly forget the great God that we have and the amazing things he has done for us. And like a person who loses their cognitive memory, we start to get disoriented, to wander where we never should wander, to leave God's ways and to leave God's will, and to experience the pain of God's correction and God's judgment, or simply the painful consequences of our wrong choices. And Ron Hutchcraft says, at times we're just like the nation of Israel. We, we forget what God has done for us, and we forget the cross, and we forget the many times he's been faithful and intervened in our lives. And we are prone to wander. There's a hymn in our hymn book, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Here's verse 3, what the hymn writer writes. O to grace, how great a debtor, Daily I'm constrained to be. Let your goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. Here's our tendency. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. That's so true in our lives. Our human tendency is not to go toward God, but to wander from him. And then the last stanza of verse says, Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. So what's the prescription for our tendency to forget God? And this is where we're going to close this morning in Psalm 106. And I love it because the prescription is at the beginning of the psalm and that is bookended at the end of the psalm. And so let's look at uh, the prescription and here it is, this prescription that the psalmist writes about is praise. The prescription is praise and thanking God for who he is and what he's done. So let's look at how the psalm starts. Uh, psalm 106, verse 1, 
Praise the Lord. That's the Hebrew word, hallelujah. <laughs> it means praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord? Or fully declare his praise? Blessed are those who act justly, who always do what is right. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to my aid when you save them, that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may share in the joys of your nation and join your inheritance in what? In giving praise to God. And so the prescription for not forgetting God and who he is and what he's done is simply praise and thanksgiving. And the psalm starts with uh, the, the praise to God, and it ends with praise to God. Look at the end of Psalm 106, verse 47. Save us, Lord our God. Gather us from the nations. Why? That we may, may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting let all the people say amen. And then the psalm closes the way it started. Praise the Lord. Alleluia. Again, back to our, our author and evangelist, Ron Hutchcraft. He writes this, when we stop praising God, we start forgetting God. And when we forget God, we start wandering and we start getting hurt. And we are much more likely to take matters in our own hands, to get impatient, to get discouraged, and get depressed. The solution is to praise. And so on this Memorial Weekend, I want to encourage you not only to just pause and give thanks for those that gave their lives for the freedom that we enjoy, but also to pause and reflect on our God how great he is and what he has done for us. And really the very purpose and reason of why we are here this morning and what uh, a worship service is all about is to give God praise. The word worship really comes from the name worth-ship, worthy-ship. And oftentimes, sometimes I hear people talk about going to church and they'll say, well, I didn't get anything out of the service. And I'll say, did you ever think that that's not the purpose? That the purpose of why we're here is not to receive, but it's to give. To give glory and honor and praise to God. And so the author of Hebrews writes in Hebrews 13, verse 15, through Jesus, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Psalm 119, verse 164, the psalmist writes, seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Praise is easy when life's going well. Praise is easy when you have your health and you have your job and uh, you've got some money in the bank and things are going well with your family. Praise is not so easy when crisis comes, when difficulty comes, 
I think one of the most amazing verses in all the Bible comes from Job chapter 1. And we all know the story of Job. And yes, Job went through some very, very dark times in the, in the book of, of Job. Um, but at this little window of time, after going through the, the tragedies that Job experienced, it says in Job 1.20, Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And so the solution that the psalmist offers is praise. Doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Did you have a bed to sleep in last night? Did you have a roof over your head? Were you able to get up out of bed this morning? Is there a little bit of food in your refrigerator or pantry? Do you have a Bible? Do you have some money in the bank? Do you have some family and friends that care about you? Do you have the gift of salvation? We could go on and on and on. If the answer is yes, we have reason to praise. So let's never forget what God has done. But let's remember him and give him praise. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, so easy for us to study this psalm and to look at the Israelites and say, how could they forget the miracles of God? How could they forget the Red Sea experience? How could they do the things that they did? And yet we recognize our own tendency to forget. To forget the cross. To begin to complain in our lives about your uh, provisions for us. And so, Lord, this morning we are going to choose uh, praise. And, Lord, we praise you for who you are. We praise you for, uh, in your sovereignty, putting us in uh, the United States of America, a country that was founded on, on foundational biblical principles, and yet we have strayed so far. Lord, I just uh, pray that you would help us today to, to choose to praise no matter what our circumstances are. May we give you praise. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the forgiveness of sin. We thank you that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We thank you that for those of us that know you, that we have the assurance that um, if something were to happen to us today, we would be in your presence. Thank you for shelter and food and clothing. Lord, we just praise you today. May we never forget what you have done for us and all of your blessings. We'll give you thanks in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Thank you.